Hey listeners, uh, before we get to today's podcast, I just want to thank our sponsors who make this podcast possible. First off, we have Tiny and Sons Glass. Does your vehicle have cameras or driver's assist? If so, when your windshield is replaced, it will need to be recalibrated. What is recalibration? When your vehicle's windshield is replaced, the safety systems need to then be tested to ensure that they work with your new windshield. Some vehicles require static recalibration, and others require a dynamic recalibration. Not sure who to trust to take care of this recalibration for you? Well, just call Tiny & Sons Glass in Pembroke, Mass. They're experts in auto glass and registered company of the Auto Glass Safety Council. Plus, they make it easy. They will call your insurance company for you. Get your windshield replaced by their highly trained auto glass technicians. And get your vehicle recalibrated so you can be back on the road. Tiny and Sons Glass, keeping you and your family safe. And our second sponsor today is Baxter Blue. Do you experience digital eye strain from too much blue light exposure from digital screens? Baxter Blue glasses are not your average frames. These blue light lenses filter 80% of the highest energy blue light, eliminating 99% of the glare. The past year, we've all been glued to our devices more than ever. And here at Art, we're making more content. We have some video content we're doing a lot of audio stuff live streaming which all means i'm sitting in front of the computer pretty much any time i'm awake i am in front of the computer eyes glued to the screen our exposure to digital light has soared and our eyes and our sleep are suffering as a result baxter blue is also a force for good and provides a pair of reading glasses for someone in need for every pair sold this is eyewear built for our digital age, and Baxter Blue is giving our listeners 10% off the next purchase of blue light sleep or kids' glasses. Click on the link in our show notes for an exclusive discount. This is the sign you have been waiting for to invest in blue light glasses. We know you will love your Baxters, and we know that you will feel the difference. So thanks again for our sponsors for sponsoring the show, and now let's jump right into the podcast. Welcome back, Inebriates. This is Andy at Inebriar Podcast, and uh, I'm just going to go on the record here and, and apologize to today's guest because I feel really bad because I was late because I wrote <laughs> in my uh, infinite wisdom I wrote down the wrong time. Uh, Danny Doucette, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you so much, Andy. I'm really happy to be here face to face with you. Thanks. Yeah. Um, so we get a ton of musicians on here, and you know we've we've talked about so many things, and we don't get a, a lot of musicians in your st- I mean, I hate putting like labels on music, but is yeah. calling it kind of pop? Is that fair? I would say it's fair because yeah. it's like popular kind of style of music, I guess you could say. Um, I mean, well, that's what pop means, but yeah. <laughs> um, I, I dance. Good way to look. Um, Cause definitely I love to like write songs that make people dance. So Yeah. So I always think, you know, and the musicians I know tend to be like in typical like rock bands or jam bands, reggae bands, that kind of thing. So like I kind of understand like that process. They start playing out in, in, you know, kind of crappy bars and move their way up. Like what 
how do you start a pop career? Like, is it, do you start off in clubs? Like how, how do well, I'm, I'm just yeah, curious no, how that even question. like starts. Yeah, no. Well, to be honest, it started in crappy bars too. Like, yeah, <laughs> okay. it's the same type of scene. Um, also, I mean, like you're, you just kind of, you, you perform with or like less, less of a setup. So like mm-hmm. any song, any good song can be translated with an acoustic guitar so a lot of the times it was just me and my guitarist and we would do uh, my songs acoustic versions so that's kind of how it started with my original music career um i've been in music forever so like there's uh, had all different types of um uh, experiences like playing for big corporate things or for the the bar next door literally there's a bar in my area that i performed at so i've kind of done the whole gamut so you just kind of like choose your um, setup to suit. Now, so do you, were you always kind of in the style or do you start off more rock or country? Like, yeah. Are you true? I don't want to say are you true to it? Cause I feel like every musician can jump around to different styles, but do you have that kind of um, interest where you, you jump around to different styles and, and kind of challenge yourself? Yeah, definitely. Um, I grew up, my father was a rock musician. So I think I had like an affinity for rock music. Um, Amanda Marshall, I don't know if you guys are familiar with that artist in the States, but um, she was like one of my first, one of the first women that I saw who just like, and I was, oh my God, I wanted to model my voice after her with her. The way that she just sang was amazing. So as, you know, as I progressed through my artistry, I guess you could say, um, having a father with a rock background, I was drawn to that. But then I found a lot of um, the, the the music that I was really um, enjoying was like R&B. So like Alicia Keys and those mm-hmm. artists. So, you know, I think that like, well, especially well, to speak for myself, I love all all styles of music. I haven't necessarily been super drawn to country music. I don't know why. It's just not really my but um sing everything write everything but pop music just seems to suit my personality i guess you could say um i just really love to like write things that just are like fun and like have like yeah like you know what i mean like not to say rock music is fun but like instead of throwing yourself into a mosh pit i'd rather you go dance under a disco ball (laughs) i don't know yeah (laughs) yeah yeah it's interesting so um as I get older, I realize when I was a kid, it was very much like you listen to rap or you listen to heavy metal or you listen to country. It was very like segmented. And I feel like, you know, the way the internet is now, it's very different. And it took me a long time to kind of come out of that. And, and I found like, I really enjoy um, Miley Cyrus and Lady Gaga. Yeah. And back in the day, I would have been like, I probably would have listened to it, but not told anybody. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's funny that you say that because um, Lady Gaga, for instance, like when she came out with Poker Face, I really didn't like it at all. Like I didn't like it at all. And now when I hear it, I'm like, oh, it's got that nostalgia, I guess you could Mm -hmm. say. But yeah, like um, I think that, and it's funny that you say that. I think that sometimes pop music needs to live with you for a while because, you know, like that little, that's like, with that like and that like, the way it made me feel and then you revisit it and you're like oh yeah that's a good feeling whereas like 
say you have like R&B or soul or something, I feel like it might be a little bit easier to connect on a more personal level with people. Yeah. And I'm just totally mulling this out with you. But when you're singing something that's like less instrumental, I think the connection can be a lot quicker. Um, whereas like with, with, uh, with pop music, you're really, as much as it's about the vocal story, I think that it's, it's a lot about like the feeling of it. You know what I mean? Which I don't know. You know what I'm trying to say with that? Yeah. Kind of like, um, so like there's certain songs that when I hear, I think back to, you know, the party that I was in high school and not Mm. so so that it's less about the meaning of the song and more about like, Oh, it rekindles that memory. Is that kind of like, yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. I I agree with that for sure. So when you all have those songs, when you are writing your stuff, do you, do you try and, I mean, I, I feel like everyone tries to convey a message, but are are you Mm -hmm. trying to capture a certain feeling for like that club or, or whatever? And like, like how, how do you try to translate that? Uh, Like uh, a, um, a song when it's written. So like there's, I mean, depends on literally the mood that you're in when you're writing it. I mean, I write across the gamut. Like I can write just a really nice little acoustic song. Um, it's really the production that brings it into a genre, I guess you mm-hmm. could say, because most of the time when you're writing music, like porting and stuff, it can it can be the same throughout all genres, just just done differently. So a lot of um, a lot of the songs that I've written, sometimes they'll be in like a a mood that I'm like, you know what, this song should be an acoustic song. You know what I mean? Yeah. And in that, you know, who like this song? So um, maybe it's not for me or maybe I will do an acoustic version because like, I mean, I don't just do one thing, you know what I mean? As right. an artist. And I'm sure you get c- come across this a lot. Like I do love to do like an acoustic song and I do love to do, um, you know, a, a dance like house track, like EDM track. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think when writing music, I, I start with a story. I start with just that as the main idea, not necessarily the production. And then it can become anything really after that. Um, just starts with chords and then attaching words to those. So. Yeah, it's it's interesting. You made me think of, um, you know, everybody knows Michael Jackson's Billie Jean, but um, yeah. Chris Cornell did a cover of it and turned it oh, into like, oh, you know that song? Yeah, it's amazing. Oh, yeah, like, it's so good. Well, Chris Cornell could sing like the Bible and you just be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> But it's so like melancholy and sad. And I've like never thought about that song that way. And it just totally transformed the song. Yeah, definitely. Totally different message too. You know, like you just made it something totally different. Yeah. Um, so you're in Canada, right? As, is yeah, Toronto? I'm in, tr- Toronto. I am okay. in Toronto, yeah. So yeah, we- how, how is it up there? We are... Um, so I'm here in Mass, and we are four days away from being done. Our listeners can't see I'm doing air quotes with COVID. Yeah, yeah. Um, and all our restrictions are going away. Like, are, are you? Oh my gosh, you lucky god people. <laughs> That's amazing. I don't know. You know, we could get on government shit, but like, I I don't know. I don't know what they're doing here. It's just craziness. Like, we nothing's been open. No restaurants have almost been closed for a year now here. Oh, wow. Uh, they're, they even shut down online streaming concerts. So like you're fucked that way. Wait, too, what? Insanity. Yeah. Like it's the craziest thing ever. It's like, it's like, so I don't know what they're thinking. It's like, do you think people are going to hold like parties at 
live. I this just takes away from the whole thing. Uh, yeah, like that's it's, that's it's crazy. Really yeah, we we did a few um kind of live streams here to like help our musician friends who weren't able to perform and like I yeah we had a, I don't want to say we had pushback. We had some questions asked. Um, yeah. but you know, like we, we were masked and six feet away and you know, the, yeah. the location was closed. Yeah. yeah. But I can't imagine why you would shut down live stream. Yeah. It really doesn't make sense. Um, nothing really has made sense to be honest, but I mean, I don't know. I have no idea. They're saying like we do they're doing another announcement, but it, yeah, there's no, like you guys, it's so it's, I watch Nashville and stuff and I'm like, yeah. Oh my God, that would be like an epic party right now. And I had, I have friends in Miami and Utah and everyone's like pretty much just living their lives normally. Um, but yeah, not here. Like we're still like, yeah, very no. much the same as a year well, ago. Well, I guess that cancels my next yeah. question about, did you have anything planned? <laughs> um, well, actually I have one thing really cool planned and it's oh, something that, that yeah, that just shifted because of this. I don't know if you've ever heard of Avakin, um, no. or like on Sim. So Sim, like I, I think it's called Sims, right? Like game you play where you. Oh can yeah, Sims. Like yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So there is a um, um, basically the same type of thing. It's a Brazilian company though. It's called Avakin, and I've signed on. I'm actually doing a virtual concert. They have like four million subscribers. And um, I'm going to be doing a concert online and they're designing huh. an avatar for me. So I'm like, that's so neat. Like it's a different way to pivot. You know yeah. what I mean? So is yeah. it, so there's no video. Is it just the avatar in the game? And then like you're singing live. Is that? Yeah. So oh, that's so weird. I get the neat thing about it is that there's no boundaries really. Like I could be like, yo, I want to like sing on while I'm walking on a weird planet and <laughs> Right. And people watch it or you know what I mean? Um, so it's been neat because we're just trying to figure out what that really looks like other than my character. Uh, and then people will see like banners in this other world and billboards of the day that I'm performing and then they can like show up. So pretty neat. <laughs> that's really, yeah. yeah, that's something really different. And it's definitely, it fascinates me because I'm, I'm a kid that grew up on MTV, you know, back in the oh, heyday. Yeah. And it it really intrigues me on how people find like new music now. You know, when I was a kid, you would just yeah. watch MTV and MTV would like feed you what's new, but mm -hmm. it, it's so different now. And that that's a really weird, different kind of thing. Yeah, that's, it's definitely different. Um, and I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. I think it'll be neat. I'm hoping by the end of this, uh, this year though, I'll be doing maybe a little tour through uh, Korea actually. Oh, wow. And that would be neat. Yeah. Um, I've been actually releasing, well, I have a label down there that's been releasing some of my music that isn't even available in the States or Canada. So it's pretty neat. It's like a lot of things have been happening, obviously, online. And it's just been year transitioning and pivoting and seeing what works and what doesn't. I don't know. Try to, try to find a way to survive, you know? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, have you toured abroad before? I haven't toured abroad with my music. I'm really excited to do that because that's definitely uh, very much around the corner. This year, we were supposed to be doing um, some festivals and stuff, but obviously they all got canceled. I had 64 dates this year that were canceled. Um, yeah, 
last year actually was neat. They tried to do the drive-in concert thing here in Canada. Yeah. And I did a few of those, which were okay. But I mean, to have people like sit in their cars and like, in the special hot like people don't want to do that it was just a hard like draw i think you know but. yeah it's we have a couple drive-ins we have a new one that's popping up that uh they're talking about sometime in the future doing concerts but i think they want to be able to do them and and not have people restricted to their cars just to have yeah. concerts um but we have there's a great um it, it's a band rehearsal space that now has a concert hall in it they just expanded to a larger concert hall and a recording studio in there it's a really really cool space but they were doing outdoor um shows last summer and they started them um this year i went and saw one uh april 2nd and i froze my ass off no no (laughs) (laughs) but i was so happy to see live music and um, you guys kind you guys kind of have canadian weather right yeah yeah uh we're not far off it was april 2nd and it was probably slightly over freezing freezing yeah yeah yeah. um and uh but it was weird because you 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 don't buy a ticket you buy a table's worth of tickets and you have to sit with the people you came with and you can't like get up and walk around and so you're seeing like these these rock bands and everyone's seated you know it's it's just such a weird experience yeah, I can't wait for it to be over. I'm just so excited to just like go and bump sweat with people. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, like just be like, hey, buddy, like high five, you know? High like, fives I'm and hugs that. and yeah. Hugs yeah. and high fives and like sweaty kisses and like, yeah, I'm in. So uh, <laughs> you're, you said uh, you're, it sounds like you're touring Korea. Is that like, uh, and again, I'm going to show my age. I know okay. that. K-pop is like a big thing, but I don't really understand. Yeah. You know, is that yeah, K-pop's of, big. Like yeah, you... literally, it's just music. Like I mean, I mean, I feel like everything over there is a little bit more like elevated. Like their their sound choices are different, I guess you could say. Yeah. Um, from like from North American culture, but yeah, it's it's cool. Like they're they're um it's definitely a different industry down there. Um, and it's funny, I've actually been told, or, you know, I think that the whole, you know, when you're from the States or in Canada, people think that like you go over to like Korea or something, like all of a sudden, like you're a star, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. That whole, like, 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 oh, you don't know, you're gonna blow up overnight. And it's so funny, because I love this woman's honesty. Um, I can't think of her name at the moment. We're talking ability of doing like a two week tour. And she was like, don't think you're going to come over here and like just blow up because like it doesn't happen anymore. She's like, this market's so saturated. There's so many people. And I'm like, I'm like, that's cool. That's cool. Like, I'm fine with that. She's like, but everyone's going to tell you that they love you because it's the only thing that they really know how to say in English. <laughs> and they're like, so you're going to, yes, which is so cute. Cause she was like, so when they come up to you at the show, they're going to be like, I love you. Like, I love you. And you're going to feel like a super big celebrity. Yeah. <laughs> just so you know, they don't really love you that much. Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm going to go to Korea because like, that, you know, a little eating food never hurt, right? Why not, right? Yeah. Uh, that's what I thought, too. That was really funny. It, like it's, it. it's funny. <laughs> uh, our podcast, the second, uh, the country with the second most downloads, obviously we get download most in the States, but is mm-hmm. India. Oh yeah, and uh, someone always like, yeah, and I'm always joking. I'm like, oh, we're huge in India. We're, and I'm like, I don't understand why. My buddy goes, the amount of downloads we get is like 
half of a half of a half of a half of a percent of the population. And he's like, there's just so many people there. He's like, you can't not get downloaded. I'm like, oh, well, now you ruined it. He's like, I thought I was, you yeah. know. I was planning my trip and yeah, you know, (laughs) he's like, I'm going to go over there and get off the plane. They're going to be like, Andy, just calling. (laughs) I love you. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. But then I don't even get that here. So, you know, whatever. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Um, So have you been writing a lot this past year where, where things have been kind of shut down or or like myself, I found it really hard to create stuff this year. Just, I didn't have the motivation. Yeah, no, I've actually kind of just been on like speed when it comes to like everything in the music world this year. And, uh, you know, it's been awesome. I I can't, uh, that's for sure. Like I actually got signed to a label this, um, this during COVID, which doesn't really happen that much. I don't think. Um, and it gave me the, gave me to just really like focus on it. So, um, studio's there for me. I can go in, you know, we do tests all the time um you know everyone follows the protocol but like we literally go in and we just plan and just been planning releases and continuously um collabing with different producers some even around the world i did one uh i did a collab with um these guys in the netherlands Mm -hmm. so i've been working and like all kind of everywhere so it's been really good um writing writing as well i mean but i i have like a huge catalog of music and just literally trying to get as much of it out as possible without like sick of me. <laughs> I just, uh, I have so much stuff. I'm just going to switch for a second. Sure. I can still hear you. Oh, wow. You're actually coming through clearer now. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Maybe not. Hold on. You can't hear me? Okay. Now, can you hear me? I can hear you. Yay. Okay. Sorry. Um, Yeah, no worries. But I mean, that's one of those things where I think where we've all pivoted in COVID with the... uh, the technology before I was always like, no, I hate doing online, rec- you know, podcasts. They never sound great. And, and when yeah. COVID hit, we didn't have a choice and we've been able to talk to, you know, we've talked to musicians in New Zealand and Denmark and yeah. you know, all over the States and, you know, like yourself in Canada. And it's just been so cool. And I'm like, why was I so hesitant? You know? So true. I think, you know, I'm, I'm the same way. I, I really was like anti zoom call. Like I'm like, ah, Skype, like nah, screw that shit. Yeah. I think that when you're a social person and you seem like a very, like you're in your community all the time and you're, you know, you're active in that. Uh, yeah. This is just strange. Right. But definitely the cool thing is the global reach with it because we're like able to do all those things, right? Talk to the people. And I find, and I don't know if you found this, Andy, but people are more open to actually talking to a lot more people. Oh, for sure. Especially yeah. early in COVID, we would do like the 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 podcast recording and then I'd kind of stop. And there are some people that I, I hung out and chit-chatted with for like 45 minutes to an hour just <laughs> because they're like, oh my God, another person that I don't live with that I get to talk to. You know, it, know. it was kind of like... Uh, refreshing just to get to to meet and talk to people because 
you know, mm-hmm. you obviously sound like a very social person. I am a very social person. And, and, and that's like something that really missed last year. That... Yeah, me too. Me too. And still missing you guys. So you guys have restaurants open. I hate to go back to it, but. Oh, yeah, no, um, we are pretty much like I said, we're four, four. What day? Yeah, four days away from all COVID restrictions oh. being lifted. So wow. there's no social distancing, no masks. That's um, so cool. There is a world. <laughs> it's it's going to be weird, man. Like um, I went up to New Hampshire uh, was it last weekend. It was last weekend. And they had already lifted restrictions. But like every business was kind of doing their own thing. Like you still had to wear a mask to go into certain businesses. They're like, you know, if you're coming in here, you're going to wear a mask. Oh, weird. Yeah. I wonder so, how long that's going to last. Like, I have a feeling people are going to be like just so over it. Like, yeah, sorry, dude. Like, I'll go somewhere else. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, it's interesting. But I, f- I feel like it, I feel like it's going to be years before you, you stop seeing masks on the regular. I think people are still really gun shy and, and concerned. Yeah. And I think people are going to do it. And I've even talked to friends who, you know, work in, in fields where they're like, um, work in very close proximity uh, i'm gonna screw up I, an anesthetician i think yep, that's how it's that's right. yeah okay um who she's like well i work so close to people she's like i'm never not gonna wear a mask again when i'm working on someone she's like the, the amount of days that i got sick just from being close to a sick person and she's like and i can wear a mask and that's not gonna happen and she's like hmm. i won't wear it all the time but when i'm that close yeah yeah like i, I can understand it if like you felt like the person was ill like yeah, yeah. definitely I mean, I think that like, and I mean, and it is factual, like as humans, like we learn to like our bodies fight off things, you know what I oh, mean? Sure, like hundred yeah. percent. Mm-hmm. Like, so I think that, I mean, yeah, I mean, to each his own. I mean, that's a, that's a touchy subject. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It, especially, you know, in the States here, yeah. people get very angry. Yeah. Um, oh, here in Canada too. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. It's yeah. been a hard one. I mean. I've always been like pro-choice on everything. Like, you know, if you want the vaccine, awesome. If you don't, I mean, I, I, I never like when, I, when a government tries to cram anything down anybody's throats, but um, I actually went, I, I went and got mine a week ago, I guess you could say. And I was super hesitant. Like I was one of the really it. I kept feeling like, you know, if we're going to travel, I guess it has to happen. You know what I mean? And yeah. I did feel like I actually had regret. I'm not going to lie. I, I walked oh, away. Really? Yeah, I had huge regret. I walked away and I was like, I feel like I did something wrong. I didn't feel happy. I felt sad because I've just always like, I've never even had a flu shot in my life. Like I've pretty much, I, I think that I had COVID a year ago. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, if, you ha- if I already have the antibodies, I want them to kind of be able to play for themselves, you know, but, but I got I, it. I was I'm so like, on the other side. I'm like, sign yeah. me up first day. I'm there. Um, I I ended up driving into Boston just so I could get it, which was kind of a pain in the ass, but. Oh yeah. That's a long job. No, I, I, I I know all different, you know, all edges of it. Like I have friends that are literally like botanists that are like, no, like, and like totally no, but I was, I was on the fence and, and I did because I, you know, my mom went and did it and I was like, okay, you know what? I'll just follow suit. I really want to travel. So yeah. Did you do the one or two shots? one so far what oh. yeah um yeah it's, and that's the other interesting thing is so many people are like oh you know i got really sick i feel fine like I, yeah it's good almost to the point where i'm like i got I, that wasn't a dream right like that happened <laughs> um yeah i think my arm was this 
days. I was uh, sore, but other than that, like, yeah, I was a little bit lethargic, but yeah, nothing I couldn't handle. Um, so when things do open up and you start touring, um, mm-hmm. other than Korea, are, are are you looking to launch a new album? Did I, did you just put out a new one? Am I? Or I just song? put out a new single. Yeah, yeah. So the music video just went live on Friday, um, and it's really cool. Like I don't know if they're like much in the sci-fi, but um, I did a lot of like throwbacks to like. Come Fifth on, Element. look at me. I am such a sci-fi guy. Yeah. And well, I, I love the Fifth like, Element. Fifth Element's one of my favorites. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I'm my show down. Something people should check out if they love like that kind of. I, I did like the Lilu outfit, and yep. it's a very like it's a hot video. I loved it, it was so much fun to do. Um, and the song was super dancey and fun. Uh, so that just came out. I'm gonna be launching an EP in July, so that's mm-hmm. that's that, and then um, and then a single beginning of July. EP end of July. So right now, there's we're on a release schedule, so things are just gra- like releasing gradually. Now you said you have a ton of stuff, kind of like I don't know if ready to go, but you you said you have a like yeah. a library of music. Is there yeah. like pressure to? You know, I keep going back to like when I was a kid, but when I was a kid, like a band would come out, a, a really prolific band would put out like one album a year. Mm-hmm. But like, do you feel that kind of push to? you know, put out something every couple of months just to stay relevant where, you know, so many things are fighting for our attention now. Yeah, it's so true. Um, I, I'm, I, I could release every month. Um, I feel like to give like a song, like it's kind of chance to just kind of like live in its own space. Like mm-hmm. two months is nice because generally like you'll, you'll release the song, you'll re- release a music video two weeks after just to kind of give it new life and also to, introduce another element or another way that they can do this so at six weeks another two weeks got more pr so generally two two months kind of works for that um i'll tell you what though i generally by the time i release a song i'm so done listening to it i'm just like (laughs) oh crap like um, you know because like you know you know i write it and then i record it and then it's like sometimes six months before it's actually out um, some of my songs, it's going to be almost a year that I've been waiting for them to come out mm-hmm. and I outgrow them, you know, like yeah. they were very relevant in that time when I wrote them and produced them. And then all of a sudden it's like, like, do I even like this song anymore? Like I've heard it so long and then I'll get new ears on it and they love it. I'm just it's weird. I feel like any artist like paints a painting and leaves it for a year. They're going to go back to be like, mm, like I should have like changed that or like that mountain yep. needs to look like this or, you know what I mean? Yeah, and and you you listen to it, and you're like, okay, the bass comes in a little early there, and then they change it, and you're like, well, maybe I liked it better the first time, or and then it gets to the point where almost none of it makes any sense. Yep, I've literally come to that point on like a few of my songs recently, yeah. where I'm just like, oh, I think I went too far. <laughs> so, so is there a way that so when I'm drawing on drawing something or painting something, and I want to kind of get that fresh look. I will take out my cell phone and I'll take a picture of it. And then I'll look at the picture and there's something about that little bit of disconnect that makes me look at it different. Is there a music way that you can do that? Like, you know, where you go have a couple drinks and then come back and listen to it or, or uh, yeah. I mean, any like listening device, like to switch listening devices helps because if you're listening to something in your earphones, like it's super like, in, it's pro- like, it's so private and like, 
closed off, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Once like you put it on like a little like JBL or something like that, and you're listening to it that way, the sound, it'll sound different. And then go to a car is kind of like where you get your best bang and you're like, okay, this is where it should sound the best. Anyway, that's most of my listening because I can be the most critical. Um, also, I find and like... I'm sure that you probably also can can uh, understand this, but like if I have a room full of people, I get really like, like, are they going to like it? And if I listen to them and listen to it with them and they're like also enjoying it and then I'm uh, and I can actually and I can be like, oh, like this, it is good. Like I not like, how do I explain that? If I can say that I really love my song in a room full of people, I feel like it's ready, you know? Um, yeah, but it's, it's hard. It's always hard to, no matter what it is. I don't know, yeah. but music's just one of those ones. It's like a little personal, right? Oh, sure. Yeah. I, I think yeah. any creative thing is, is personal because it, totally. it's putting out a piece of yourself for, mm-hmm. you know, someone else to judge really. Yeah. Now, if that room full of people, is there people that like, there's people that, I can show drawings to or whatever. And they're just going to be like, Oh, that's great. And then there's other people. uh, My daughter is one specifically who I can show something to. And she'll be like, the proportions on that arm are wrong. And I'll have to look at it again and be like, son of a bitch. (laughs) But but it's like, that's really good. Like I want that kind of feedback. Is there, do you have those people, you know, that you can bring it to who, who, not say it to be hurtful, but they're not going to spare your feeling and just be like, this is, you know, this needs to be louder. This mix is wrong or or whatever. Definitely. I've got like a lot of those people. And I always like to say no too. like, I mean, opinions are like assholes. Everyone has one. So like, you need to love it first. You know what I mean? Like in that sense, Oh, so you're missing part of that saying though. Okay. What's the opinions are like assholes. Uh, Everyone has one and yours stinks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, And yeah, it's about, when you're to all different opinionated people or they want to be heard the loudest in the room sometimes or whatever, like you can get really frustrating because it becomes not about what you're showing them and becomes about their ego. Like that's another one yeah. of the sides of it. However, um, my partner, Rob, he's like my biggest support system ever. He, um, he can listen to something and he can dial right into what he thinks um, could be, you know, the best part of the, the part that's off to him or, and I always trust him in his judgments. Um, and I'll always literally go right back to the studio and be like, let's like, let's relook at that again. Also coming through the last year, um, when communications humans, I have a lot of friends that are in different um, different genres, even in the music industry, yeah. but also are artists. So they understand that, you know, you know, when you're trying to break through barriers, I'm not trying to assimilate with mm-hmm. a sound. I'm trying to be my own right? right so they can get that and a lot of the times they give great advice as well and um yeah my brother's actually a producer too uh he's always the one that will crit- criticize the mix <laughs> of course you know <laughs> yeah. especially if they're your sibling they're not going to be super nice about it either no yeah <laughs> a little like a little blunt sometimes yeah, yeah. but and I, I feel like that's one of those challenges too where you get that input and you're trying to make your thing so you want it to be as good as possible and you want the feedback but in the same aspect you don't want to and you don't want it to end up sounding or looking like someone else's style 
Yeah. You know, so they may be like, oh, well, this needs to be this way. But then you have to make that determination. Like, is that better or is it just not my style? Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's a it's a hard one. I mean, I think like artists were always ever changing too. like with whether or not we under we know it or not. We're being like, you know, we're, we're things are that do us and then they come out in our work. But like you don't really you know what I mean by mm-hmm. that? Um, so yeah, I mean, it's just, yeah. And I'm like a chameleon, literally I'll do an EDM song and then I'll do a, you know, pop song and who knows what's next. <laughs> <laughs> Metal album. <laughs> totally. I'm going to go into raging, hey Dandy, and you're like, what happened to Dan? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, do you ever worry that, and, and like that kind of goes back to that style thing. Does it, do you ever worry that if you did something like that you would lose some some of your following or some of your fan base i think that in this like so when i think about it this is probably the best way to put it when you look at lady gaga she really spent a long time and i just use her because we talked about her earlier right, right. when you look at lady gaga she really like she came on strong as the, this artistic very out there artist and she stayed in that lane for like a while Mm-hmm. until she hits us with like an acoustic album or something that's totally different. But I think in order to, to really, um, to get a fan base that's loyal and knows what's coming. I mean, I think that's really the, the, the key to, um, to getting fans is like, they come next. Oh, she, so she's going to have like the best pop song next. You know what I mean? Right. So I think you need to have like some kind of like brand really um, to market yourself with at the beginning. Um, and then I think it's kind of whatever, like once you get that, you know, that level of success that you're, you're hoping for mm-hmm. um, or aiming for, then maybe that's easier to make that switch. I think early in the game, it would be a little bit more difficult. Yeah. So do you think a lot about like what the Danny Doucette brand is and like the, like the image and when you're doing videos, are you like, okay, this is like, it has to be true to what, I don't want to say what we're trying to sell, but like what we're trying to put, yeah. you know, I mean, it is a business after all. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, yeah. Like I have a lot of experience in the fashion industry, so growing up like I was in that the fashion world I guess you could say um and it's funny because like uh and I'm just literally thinking to myself I I just had an interview with somebody like a week ago I guess and it just came out on the weekend and the the line of questioning was very much like so you so you're a model and now you're showing yourself as an artist and I was like whoa 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 like unfortunately it caught me at like 7 a.m and I would have probably been like like one know if you understand this or not but when you look at any successful artist mm-hmm. they are multi-dimensional right so when i think of a brand i'm always thinking about every aspect of it like from the visuals part to it to you know what my show is going to really look like the epk that's going to be really exciting with you know what kind of lighting systems um the colors that are used all the time um i'm like a really high energy person i don't know if you've sensed that yet yeah a little but- bit <laughs> But, but yeah, like I, I really like, I try to carry that through on everything that I do. I'm really like, I am a very, um, that's the word, uh, Chris, I, I, 
I'm really comfortable within myself. I've done a, a lot of years of growing. And when I say fashion, like being in a modeling world is probably the worst thing for anybody's, <laughs> for anyone's like psych psychological, you know, being. Yeah. Um, and having come through that and going through this, like there's literally like, it builds a great basis for, um, and our, I, for, for, you know, it built a big base, good base for me. Cause it was like, okay, cool. I can literally do anything and I'm ready to do this. And, um, so yeah, like for branding and stuff, it's, I think about it daily and I think about it for every visual, there's a, um, but the, the, the core of it all stays the same. Like I love fashion and what I do. I love showing all parts of myself and my music. Um, I'm creating the Daniverse. That's the Daniverse? Nice. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Uh, but I, I really loved what you were saying, like about that interview and asking me like, oh, well, you're a model and now you're singing kind of thing. Yeah. Because that's kind of was the basis for this podcast is yeah. every creative person, no matter what field they're in, are kind of all the same. We're kind of cut from the same cloth. We, we yeah. very similar. So to jump from, you know, we've had, um, Oh, one of my favorite interviews. I got to interview um, Uli John Roth, who was uh, the original guitarist for the Scorpions. Hmm, cool. And oh my god, one of my favorite hair bands. Yeah, ever. right. And oh. uh, talking to him, you, you, obviously you start asking him about like music and whatever, and he's like, "Shouldn't we talk about art?" And I'm like, "What?" He's like, "Let's talk about art." I'm like, "Yeah, let's talk about whatever." And yeah, you know, he was going to be a painter and then became a musician and. So I don't really feel like a creative person typically does one creative thing. They usually have, you know, a lot of different things they're interested in. Yeah. And I'm really glad that like literally the, the this whole, this, um, our interview didn't fall that way because when he asked me, like seven in the morning off guard that I was just like, I wanted to be like, yo, like, I mean, there are uh, so many different parts to me as there are to most people. Mm -hmm. I'm like, to say that I just all of a sudden just jumped into music is kind of like selling me short in a way, because nor do you know what things I've been working on in the dark, like my entire right. life, I've been a musical person. I've been writing music my whole life. It's just right now people are getting to see it. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's just kind of this funny thing. I was like, it left, I left the, the interview feeling like, Oh, like that was, a, I don't know. It was just weird. Yeah, no, I, I get it. Like most people yeah. think of me as a visual artist, but like, yeah. you know, in high school I was class musician and I cool. was in drama. So it's like, it, it's creative things that I think attract creative people and it's not yeah. necessarily one thing. And if you're like me, you tend to jump from thing to thing because you're kind of scatterbrained and like, like to figure out new things. And Honestly, like growing up, my mom would be like, Danny, how many hands and different pies are you going to have? Cause it was like, literally like, I want to do this, 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 but I would do them. It wouldn't yeah. be just like talk about it. It'd be like, no, I just, anything creative. It was like, I was there, you know what I mean? And I, yeah, I just love, I love expressing myself through any outlet that's creative. So yeah. And I mean, even yeah. like she's come up a bunch of times with Lady Gaga, like made the transition to acting and like no one questioned that. Yeah. Oh my God. After my people that follow me were like, Danny, don't even try to get into acting. Like, don't, how dare you? Oh, right? uh, like, <laughs> see, I would immediately be like, that's it. I'm going out for it now. Yeah. Like, don't don't well, tell me to funny. do something. It was said as a joke, right? Yeah. So I was like laughing with them. I'm like, yeah, so true, right? Like, oh my God. But yeah. I mean, is there a creative field that you either like to do as a hobby or you have interest in you know stand-up comedy or cooking mm -hmm. or 
Like, yeah, that's funny. I actually been thinking about um, doing like voiceovers for like audiobooks and stuff like oh, that. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just think it'd be really fun. And I mean, I've always voice. I don't know if <laughs> but yeah i don't know those are those are things i definitely be interested in yeah it's, it's funny like i i have a lot of um i'm a bit of a nerd and i have nerdy friends and who are always like oh you know this voice actor this voice actor and i was kind of always like a voice actor come on it's not real acting mm-hmm. and then a friend of mine got me into this um streaming show that's been on i think like five or six years now and it's voice actors playing Dungeons and Dragons. And it is amazing. Like it is, oh, yeah. uh, it's improv acting. And it's That's phenomenal. Yeah. And it just kind of like, oh, it's kind of, I'm sorry. Is it like when you see like, um, like, yeah. Or when I love those videos where you see like dogs or whatever, or like, I think what you're saying, like characters that aren't saying what they're saying, but like people are voice acting over them, oh, like no. making a conversation. And you're just like, this is the funniest shit I've ever seen. Yeah, no, this is literally them sitting at a table playing a game, but they kind of take oh. on their character. And oh, cool. Yeah, and it, it's it's funny and it's dramatic. That it's they just kill it, and it just kind of made me rethink, um, you know, a different creative field that I kind of never like really paid attention to. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. That's um, really fun. So where can our listeners go to find uh, to become part of the Dannyverse? Yeah. Well, Dannyverse, uh, you can go find uh, go find me on dannydusatmusic.com. Mm-hmm. That's really easy because uh, all of the links are there. All the songs are there and uh, it's easy to, to find your way around. Um, that's a great one. I always tell people that following an artist is free. So uh, your support's free, which is awesome. And you can do that by subscribing to YouTube channel, Danny Doucette, um, Danny Doucette on Spotify or any of those um, streaming platforms. You'll find me there as well. And yeah, that's the, I mean, cost yeah. nothing and you can listen and they to my can shit even, free. They can even <laughs> share it for free. That's Exactly. I know. Yeah. If you like it, share it. You know what? And that's the crazy thing. Like to today, like I did, I did um, get like have CDs and stuff growing up and like, we'd like toss around CDs, burn CDs. And it was like, awesome. Right. You know what I mean? Like you'd be like, Oh, found this great song listening to this artist. And you share it with your friend, the shareability of music now, like it's still as easy, but it's just different. And, you know, by posting like a link to your story or those types of things, it's just an easy way to say that. Thank you. Just like you would, if you're, I guess, but, <laughs> um, but yeah. it's just yeah, it's just shareability is different now. But you can still mm-hmm. share music. Yeah. yeah, I saw a really cool um, post from a friend of mine the other day, and he it, it was kind of along that same line. And then he's like, comment with a link of something I should listen to. Cool. And it's just, a re- and I'm like, ah, oh, it's a really cool idea to to find new music because like, yeah, you know, it's kind of challenging to just stumble across new stuff. And then so everyone kind of like posted on there and you know, then it kind of becomes like, well, I want to post something cool, but something cool that he's not probably going to see or that someone else isn't, you know, everyone likes to have that cool band in their back pocket that they can bust out and be like, ah, I listened to this. And everyone's like, I've never heard of them, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah, definitely. I used to listen to, do you remember, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, a South African group called D Antwoord. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. So like, I like 
my partner and I were so like loving them before they really hit it big time. And we went to like five of their concerts. Um, Also Royal Bloods saw them at a small little theater. I don't know if you're familiar, but nope. Writing that one down. Oh dude, you're going to love it. It's a two piece and these guys rock. Nice. Blood. Check out the first album. Yeah. Cool. All right. To see that, that was going to be my next question. It's like, what, what's like your bands to, so, although I'm going to make a recommendation for you and if I'm sure our listeners have heard me go on about them, but, uh, so there's a hardcore band out of L LA, LA, yeah. I think. And, uh, they're called the Bronx and the Bronx. yeah, one day their guitarist showed up and said, Hey man, I want to make a mariachi album. And they're like, cool, let's do that. So they made a new band called mariachi El Bronx. Oh, and it's amazing. It, amazing it's, oh it's so good it's it's mariachi music but it's really really good oh that sounds dope okay i'll yeah. definitely try so and then i'll prep some margaritas too oh <laughs> absolutely oh i got a tip for that too so yeah. um uh, i had this date on um uh cinco de mayo and we took a cooking class together and cool. uh we made margaritas and in the cooking class you took half kosher salt half sugar for the rim and then you put chili powder uh yeah chili powder and lime zest and mixed it all mm. together it's top notch that sounds top notch and i'll up your margarita okay um, have you ever had 1800 coconut tequila i have not i've had 1800 but i have not had okay. coconut so i'm always like i'm, I'm a big reposado fan yep that is the bomb and when you put it in a margarita it's so good hmm i'm gonna have to check that out too Mm-hmm. most f outstanding um so thank you for uh joining us on the show it was a lot of fun and again i thank apologize you. for being late because i'm stupid yeah, and down the wrong time um and hopefully our listeners will not be late and listen to us every week and we'll talk to you guys <laughs> again next week cool thanks for listening to today's podcast you can find us on all social medias at inebriart or on instagram at inebriart6 you can email us at inebriart at yahoo.com and make sure you listen to the other podcasts on the Inebriart Podcast Network, including Bar Talk, Old Colony Cast, Retro Redoctopus, America's Hometown Horror Podcast, and our newest one, Theme Park Legends, a podcast about working at theme parks. What else? And we'll catch you again next time.